Thank you for joining us for the Tucson Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Brent Armstrong. This podcast features the messages from the teaching and preaching ministry at our church. Tucson Baptist Church is located in Tucson, Arizona, and we are committed to loving God, growing together, and reaching our community. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit TucsonBaptist.com. We pray that today's message is an encouragement to you. Please take your Bibles, turn to Revelation chapter number 9. Revelation chapter number 9. Men, thank you for helping us with our handout this morning. And what a dynamic, huge crowd we have here for a June Sunday morning. I thank you so much for being here. Those who are watching by live stream, good morning to you. Thank you so much. If you need a copy of the handout, just raise your hand. Our ushers will help you with that as we jump into our message this morning from Revelation chapter number 9. If you're visiting with us, we're working our way through this book verse by verse and examining uh, the end times. Right now we're in chapters 8 and 9 and we're examining a period of time known as the Great Tribulation. It is a small seven-year period of time of which much has been written in the Word of God. Last week we examined the sounding of what we call the first four trumpets. And so this is message number two on the trumpets. And so let's review very quickly and as a reminder, hopefully having a better grasp of this book of Revelation, let me remind you uh, that there are seven seals that were introduced in the book of Revelation in chapter 6, 7, and 8. And this is ushering in a time period that takes place following the rapture of the church. And with each one of these seals that were introduced, a terrible uh, judgment uh, was introduced that would be poured out onto planet Earth. However, when we got to seal number seven, it is so powerful, it is so destructive, it is, it is, is so uh, menacing in the consequences that the writer, the Apostle John, was given instruction to break down seal number seven into seven trumpets. So you have seven seals, we get to seal number seven, and seal number seven is so devastating and so descriptive that we now break it in, down into seven parts, which is referred to as seven trumpets. We looked at the first four trumpets a week ago. See, uh, trumpet number one coming out of seal number seven is land devastation. There's going to be a catastrophic land devastation. Number two trumpet was aquatic life. Literally, there is going to be an erupting volcano, a burning mountain with fire, a volcano as it spews itself into the, into the sea. And what happens? A third of all sea life is destroyed. Trumpet number three is fresh water. It's going to be a devastating judgment upon this earth for uh, a third of the fresh water supply is destroyed. We must have water to live by. But there's going to be absolute devastation when so much of the world's freshwater supply is destroyed. We examine trumpet number four, and that is that it will be darkness intensified. Everything intensifies. Trumpet number four sounds with an angel saying this. Before he gets into the trumpet, he says this, Woe, woe, woe. Make no mistake, it will be so dark on this earth that it will be like a blanket of uneasiness which wraps every living soul in its clammy, 
uncomfortable grip. Well, that's bad enough, but we get into trumpet number five this morning. In order to get into trumpet number five, we need to begin reading the first four verses of Revelation chapter number nine. Please follow along. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven into the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only... Those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Father, we've already had much happen this morning in this service. We've observed the Lord's Supper in Spanish. We've observed the Lord's Supper here. We've had dynamic music to encourage us and point us to you. Now as we open your word, I pray that you empower this servant to speak only words that you approve of, but words that your Holy Spirit can use. Father, I love you. Thank you for being my heavenly Father. I pray that you'll use this message now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, four trumpets have sounded, but we have gone through those four trumpets and one message last week on looking at four. This morning, we're only going to look at one trumpet, trumpet number five. We're going to slow down and we're going to look at what did the angel mean when the angel from heaven said, whoa, whoa, whoa. The fifth trumpet sounds, and there's an invasion from the bottomless pit, we're told, there in Revelation chapter 9. And as we read verses 1 and 2, we see trumpet number 5 is, is introduced. And I tell you this morning that there's going to be a demonic invasion upon this earth. There's going to be a demonic invasion. Now, tonight, this morning is not the time to let your mind wander and to be thinking about what you're going to do this afternoon, what you need to accomplish this week, uh, trying to uh, uh, get caught up on social media, I want you to pay attention to this morning's message. I'll be direct, I'll be quick, but I'm asking you to pay attention this morning. For if you're here without Jesus Christ, you would live through this time period. And if you live during this time period, it is going to be one of the most horrific time periods that this earth has ever known. And if you're a Christian and you know people who are lost, you do not want those lost people living through this. What in the world is this? We're going to see demons are going to be released upon the earth from a place called a bottomless pit. And the word that we translate here in the King James Bible is bottomless pit is the Greek word abyss. There's coming out of the abyss, the bottomless pit, an invasion of demons upon the earth. Now please, please hear me this morning. Hollywood has never and can never make a movie that has, has been or will be scarier than what's about to happen with the sounding of the fifth trumpet. Who are these demons? They are especially wicked and vile and hurtful. They are malicious and they are powerful and they are diabolical demons that have been put right now at this very moment that we live in 2022 in a place called 
the bottomless pit. They are so vicious. They are so vile and they are so destructive and so hurtful. And they are so harmful and so devious that God in his mercy put them in a pit, in a place. He locked them there. They're in a penitentiary of chains, not even like the other demons that roam this earth today. This is a special place that was prepared for the vilest, most wicked demons that fell from heaven. There's an interesting story, a parallel story over in Luke chapter 8. Let me just share with you where Jesus, he cast out the demons of that demoniac. And that man, that man had so many demons that his name was Legion. And when Jesus cast out the demons out of that man, the demons begged Jesus, the God of heaven, don't send us to the pit. Don't put us in the abyss. Listen to Luke chapter 8, verse 30 and verse 31. And Jesus asked, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into them. And they besought him that he would not command them to go into the deep or the bottomless pit or to the abyss. It's the same place. I believe this is what Peter was talking about when he said in 2 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 4, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. My friend, this judgment that Peter's talking about, he would not have understood it because he had not seen what John has seen. But this judgment is now upon the earth with the fifth trumpet. There are certain fallen angels that are in chain. They're in what I call a penitentiary. They are doubly dangerous friends and fiends of hell. And they are put into this penitentiary called the abyss for evil spirits. Those are uh, are the ones who are flirting with uh, those here this morning that may be flirting with the occult. And those are dabbling with Ouija boards. And those who read the horoscope, may I just tell you, quit. It's foolish. You're inviting a demonic influence and spirit in your life. Don't let any kind of curiosity in any way bring you into the occult. Now, who is that fallen star that's mentioned there in verse number one. Did you see that? The Bible says that there is a fallen star. May I tell you that he fell from heaven and he now, during the great tribulation, uh, it is Satan himself who is that fallen star. And he is given permission by Almighty God. I do not understand why God would do this. I do not question God, but I know what the Bible says. God gives Satan permission and, and to take the the keys that are currently holding those demons in this abyss, this bottomless pit, this place where these demons are currently located. Satan is given the key to release these demons. May I remind you that they are vile, they are wicked, and they are evil, and they are malicious spirits that are incarcerated in a place called the bottomless pit or the abyss or the pit. They will be set free. Can you imagine the only illustration that I can possibly think of that could possibly help us understand what is about to take place on planet Earth is can you imagine what would happen in America if all the prison doors in America were flung open today? Can you visualize if every rapist, every murderer, every pervert, every arsonist, every maniacal, horrible person that has ever walked on the face of this earth, they're set loose. There's no police force. None to protect you. 
Would you want to live here if the prison doors were swung open? If all of these people were now just let loose, they were free to swarm about? That's the idea that we have here in the book of Revelation. These vile, wicked demons are released from the bottomless pit, given freedom to roam and to hunt out certain people. Now, Satan is the one who opens the door. I want you to notice in your notes this morning, this is so vile. There are so many descriptions of what is about to happen here that we have to use 11 characteristics of these demons to fully understand their power. Characteristic number one, they are degenerate demons. They are degenerate demons. They are the vilest of the vile. I've already spoken about that this morning and giving you some characteristics of these degenerate demons. But quickly, let me share with you characteristic number two, they are darkening demons. They are darkening demons. Look back with me in our text found in Revelation chapter 9 and verse number 2. And he opened the bottomless pit. May I ask you, who opened the bottomless pit? Satan. We get that from verse number 1. He is the fallen star. So Satan opens the bottomless pit. And there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. There is a choking demon darkness that will blot out the light. Now, I remind you that Satan, the Bible says, is the prince of darkness. He loves darkness. Well, during this tribulation time, there's going to be a smokescreen of darkness. There's a characteristic number three that is given to us about these demons that will be loosed here upon earth, and that is that they are devouring demons. They are devouring demons. Again, in verse number three and verse number four that we read, we see, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. Notice the end part of verse number four. Uh, they were given an instruction. They have a mission that they are to find these people that do not have the seal of God in their foreheads. Now, I remind you that there are 144,000 that we talked about last week that have the seal of God in their foreheads. Now, these demons here are described symbolically as locusts. May I just give you a little history, a little lesson here in the East and in the Middle East? Today, they have still have swarms of locusts who come in great clouds. They blot out the light of the sun in the daytime and the moon in the nighttime. They devour everything like an army. They eat every green thing. They eat every blade of grass. They eat every flower of the field. They eat all of the seeds and all of the grain. Sometimes they can even strip bark from trees. And these locusts, they come as a mighty army. John as he's peering in, as he's given permission to write about what he sees in the future, hey, the best way to describe these demons are as locusts. These particular locusts don't feed upon green things. They feed upon the hearts and the souls of men and women that have rejected Jesus Christ. And as they do, they inflict what the Bible describes as the torment of a scorpion. They are devouring spirits. There is a fifth or fourth characteristic, and that is that these demons are debilitating demons. They are debilitating demons. Would you follow along there in your Bibles? In Revelation chapter 9, as we go to verse 5 and 6, and to them it was given that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented for a space of five months. 
And their torment was the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days men shall seek death and shall not find it. And shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. The sting of a scorpion is somewhat intolerable. It burns. I'm reminded when, when a couple of us, we went to Burkina Faso. Daniel Taylor was one of those men who went with us. We went to Burkina Faso and we traveled out. To, um, uh, out into the way out from any type of city. We were way out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. We went to a village there in Burkina Faso. This is a, this is a country in Africa that is uh, excruciatingly poor. We went out into one of those villages. We wondered where in the world are we going to spend the night. We actually spent the night out in, uh, out in, the, in the wilderness. Um, and I remember that Keith Shoemaker, uh, he got out his little uh, 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 padding to sleep on and he got stung by a scorpion. His hand swelled up and it bothered, it throbbed all night long. By the time the next morning uh, arrived, uh, it had abated somewhat. But here's what I learned is that he was uncomfortable, did not get a good night of rest as he got stung by that scorpion. But it was just 24 hours. May I remind you what the Bible says? It's going to be for five months. Uh, Mr. Shoemaker, he felt nauseous and he felt weak and there was dizziness and there were symptoms by being stung by a scorpion. By morning, though, those symptoms have gone away. My friend, those who will be during this time period for five months, the symptoms will not go away. They will want to die, and the Bible says they cannot die. They are debilitating, uh, debilitating demons. There's another characteristic that's given here. They are dauntless demons. They are dauntless demons. Uh, the Bible goes on to say, and the shapes of the locusts were like horses prepared unto battle. And on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. So evidently, uh, these locusts are large. They are very large locusts. Um, uh, uh, let's take just the phrase right, right now from this passage of Scripture. It uses the, uh, the word horse as a horse is described for battle. Think of these mighty steeds covered with armor. Think of them snorting. Think of them uh, pawing the ground. Think of their rapid progress. Think of their irresistibility. They're eager. They're like horses. They are on a mission of doom. Dauntless. Who can stop them? Can you imagine standing in front of a horse trying to stop it? You cannot. Money will not be able to stop it. The military will not be able to stop them. Medicine will not be able to uh, stop them. They are dauntless. When you look at these locusts that are the size of horses, they are dauntless and no one will be able to, to stop them. There's a sixth characteristic that is given of these demons. Remember, we're only talking in trumpet, and in, in this trumpet number five, we're only talking about a short period of time, and we have so much information for this period of time. They are dominating demons. They are dominating demons. Uh, uh, again, in verse number seven, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold. Satan has always wanted to wear a crown, May I just tell you, hell has a holiday. The world has said to Jesus Christ, you will not rule over us. And so they invite Satan and his demons to rule over them. Satan has always wanted a crown. Demons will dominate. Demons will have dominion. And no human ingenuity can stop them. There will be no weapons of uh, war that can stop them. My friend, this is going to be a horrible time to live on planet earth. 
But there is a seventh characteristic that is given. They are deceptive demons. They are deceptive demons. In verse number 7, in their faces, whereas the faces of men. Now, what in the world does that mean? In Bible symbolism and typology, the human face speaks of intelligence, faces of men. That tells us that Satan is crafty. He, is a, he has a cunning plan. He is so subtle. In fact, Ma- uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 24 that if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. When Antichrist comes upon this earth, he'll be able to make you think that white is black, that black is white. He'll make you think that up is down and down is up. He will make you gladly murder your mother and believe that you have been doing God's service. These deceptive demons will be horrific. If you live during this time period, you will have no idea what is right and what is wrong. Oh, there's an eighth characteristic that is given in our passage of Scripture today, and that is that they are defiling demons. They are defiling demons. Look with me there in chapter 9 in verse number 8. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. Now, when he speaks of the hair of women, I believe he's talking here about seduction and defilement. God has given a woman her hair for her glory, and it's a beautiful thing. But these demons are going to use that as a trap. In many ways, these deceptive demons will seem alluring. And the Bible speaks of seducing spirits, but they have hair like a woman, faces like a man, but they have teeth. Like lions, lions to rip, to shred, to devour. It reminds me what the Bible says, your adversary the devil is a roaring lion. Walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Hair like a woman, but teeth like a lion. These evil spirits are hideously beautiful, so brilliantly deceptive. My friend, we come to characteristic number nine. And that is, these are defiant demons. These are defiant demons. Notice with me in Revelation 9. And verse number 9, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings were as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. The Bible says breastplates of iron, a heart of steel, the groans, the cries, the shrieks of their victims will be meaningless to them. They will not be moved by the course of action. Uh, Here they come, wave after wave after wave. You can hear the chariots rumble. They cannot be stopped. They cannot be outrun. There is no place to hide. Why would anyone want to live here? May I just be direct? May I be blunt? May I be bold this morning? There are some of you who know you need to be saved. And yet you stand here or sit there in some smug pride saying, I'll do it later. Do it later. And you, in your defiance today, will experience the defiance of demons in this time period. Don't trifle with your future. That brings us to characteristic number 10. These are durable demons. They are durable demons. Look in verse number 10 of this same chapter. And they had tails like scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men for how long? Five months. The Bible is very clear how long this is going to take place. We live here in Tucson. How many of you have ever seen a scorpion here in Tucson? Oh, that's like the vast majority. If you haven't, they're in your house somewhere. You'll, you'll find out soon enough. 
Shelly wants us to spray every single week. We have scorpions all of the time at our house. My friend, these are little itty-bitty scorpions. It'll be like a bee sting if I were to get stung with a scorpion around my house. Not so during this time period. These are durable, large demons. And the Bible says that their tails are like scorpions. Five months is the normal lifespan of a locust. That is, until their deed is done, uh, they cannot be stopped. They're going to eat everything in, in sight. They will not be stopped. You cannot stop a swarm of locusts. Five. We're told so much in Scripture about five. The number five in Scripture is talking about completeness. We have five fingers on this hand, five fingers on that hand, and either five or ten is the biblical symbol of completeness. What's he saying here? What, what the writer John is saying, he's saying that there's nothing, nothing, nothing but the hand of Almighty God that can stop these durable spirits. They cannot be destroyed. There's no weapon against them. Only God can stop them. Well, that brings us to characteristic number 10 of these demons that will be loosed on earth. They are diabolical. Diabolical demons. Uh, number, uh, uh, excuse me, I, I said 10. Number 11 demon here. Uh, and finally, this sum total is the diabolical spirits. If you have your Bibles, please look with me at verse 11 and 12 specifically. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. Both Abaddon and Apollyon mean this, destroyer. Now I ask you a question. I asked you at the beginning of my message if you could even imagine all of the penitentiary doors being swung open, all of the asylums, all of the reservoirs of, of wicked and evil flung open, allowing all of these people to, to have their freedom now, once again here on earth. I ask if you could imagine that there was no policeman, there was no army to stop them. But now imagine one more thing. Imagine that by some means all of them are organized that are released from the penitentiary. That all of them have some type of internal radar, an internal guidance system that's moving them, that's driving them. That's exactly what the scripture is saying here. When that pit is open, when the keys are given, the pit is open, all of these demons are, re are released here on planet earth. Apollyon is his name. And there are diabolical demons who will be poured out onto this earth. And they will listen to the voice of one who will instruct them of what they are to do. Now, friend, the message is over. But I want to tell you something. I, I don't want you to be here during this time period. I don't want my children to be here. And thank God, my children and children-in-law know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. But I don't want my eight grandchildren to be here during this time period. I want them to trust Christ as soon as they're able to understand. You say, well, Brent, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think you've got it all right. That's not how I read Revelation chapter 9. Okay, you read it and you tell me what it means. But I'll tell you whatever it means, you don't want to be here. This is what the Bible calls the great day of God's wrath. He says in Revelation 6 and verse number 17, For the great day of his wrath is come. Who 
will be able to stand. But I've got some wonderful news for you this morning. If you're here this morning and you're visiting with us, you're a regular attender, you're not so sure about spiritual things. Your eyes may have been blinded before this morning. Uh, You may not be uh, certain about your eternal future. I would like to share with you 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 10. Please look at this on the screen behind me. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he hath raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Jesus is the answer. Brent's not the answer. Tucson Baptist Church is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. Isn't that wonderful? What about what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9? For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. God is not uh, going to pour out his wrath upon the church. We will be spared. Praise the Lord for that. But there are some people who have this idea that the church is going to go through the great tribulation. No, it's not. God loves his bride. He's going to spare his bride. But there's going to be a lot of people who hear the message, reject the message, and they will live during this time period. God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation. If you're saved this morning, you're his bride. What husband would pour out his wrath upon his bride just before the marriage supper? Uh, I can tell you this, not Jesus Christ. He's going to spare us. And one of these days, there's going to be another trumpet that was sound. And that's the trumpet that calls us to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. Just, just look from Scripture how the Lord took us a lot out of Sodom before the fire and brimstone rained down upon that city. Just as the Lord put Noah in the ark before the flood, he's going to call his beloved home. I ask you unashamedly, are you part of? of his beloved. 